chapter 1, if you have your Bibles, where we're going to read from. Um, uh, you know, the, the, the slogan we have for the church is that a city church, it's a place, for, oh, thank you, it's a church for everyone, all right, sir? It's a place for everyone. And I thought it was kind of funny. Do you see that the state changed their slogan? It used to be the good life, and then Nebraska nice, and that wasn't going anywhere. And they says, well, we, and then now it's like, um, uh, no, no, it's like Nebraska. Honestly, honestly, it's just not for everyone. I thought, wow, great, can we stretch it like that? But, uh, yeah, just for loving. Okay, but City Church is a place for everyone, for everyone you know. So, and, and that's kind of the attitude we want to bring because there are a lot of people in the city that need to, to meet the Jesus that we know. And, and, that, and we also want it to be a church that reflects the beauty of God's people, the diversity of God's people in ages, socioeconomic status, races, whatever it, can, it may be. I believe that when the Spirit of the Lord is this, it brings unity in, in people. Because if we have the same Spirit in you and in me, because He bears with each one of us that we are the children of God. That's why it says that the Spirit of God bears witness in our hearts that we are children of God. And I've gotten to travel in a lot of different parts of the world, and one of the most exciting things is that when you join in with people uh, that you, you've never met before, but they have the same Spirit of God inside of you, sometimes you don't, can't even speak the same language, but the Spirit in you mm-hmm. knows like. He's my brother. He's my sister because we're united by the Spirit of God. In keeping that, that's what Jesus came to, to the world to do. Uh, before going too much, today's message is about, uh, t- t- subtitle is about being, being the light. So I want us to read John chapter 1. That's the beginning of the Gospel of John as he introduces the Lord. And let's, let's read a few verses and then we'll talk a little. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to read it with you. So it's John 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives life to ev- light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world. And though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own and his own did not receive him, yet all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word, O God. We thank you that your word will not return to you void, but it will accomplish in us the purpose for which you sent it, God. We ask right now that you will breathe your spirit upon your word. Lord, as we share together the bread of life, I ask in Jesus' name, that things will come alive in us today. Yes. Amen. Yes, God. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Let us not go through any motion, God, but let the word be filled with an anointing and a spirit inside of us, oh God, that we live out of this place better than we came in, oh God, because of your spirit working inside of us. 
in Jesus' name. I want you to keep praying right there, right now. I'm just encouraged by, to pray right now for people that are dealing with sickness and hurt uh, because the Bible says that the Lord sent his word and healed our disease. And, 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 and I know Pastor Dustin mentioned right now that we're praying for people. And our sister Paulette is in the hospital and she's been fighting, really fighting for her life. And we want to stand in the gap for them. In fact, stand with me right now. Stand with me. I feel like as I was praying, I feel like that we need to take a moment and pray for healing. Would you join your hands with somebody next to you right now? Yes. And then if you're believing for healing, I want you to just start, yes, as we're Lord. praying collectively, start praying Amen. for people, for yourself or for people in your family that you're yes, standing Lord. with. Thank Father, we thank you yes, that you God. sent your word yes, and healed our disease. You came, oh God, you were wounded for our transgressions. You were bruised for our iniquities, oh God. The chastisement of our peace was upon you, and by your stripes we are healed. Lord, your word also says that you will bless our bread and water and take every sickness from among us, God. And Father, we stand together, joining our hands as a sign of unity. We pray in faith for those in this house right now that are needing a supernatural healing. Father, I pray that you will break the bondage of sickness, the spirit of infirmity, oh God, and every disease be taken out of this place in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We stand with, uh, with our sister Paulette even right now as she's battling for her life, oh God. We ask that you will breathe upon her and do a miracle in her life. We know that you're a God of miracles. Nothing is impossible with you. And so we ask and stand together in unity for her. I pray for those that are in families that are hurting even during this holiday season, oh God. Sometimes it brings reminders of those that we've already lost. And God, I've even had a family that have lost people. Jasper and her family lost their ankle. I just pray that the Holy Spirit will comfort those who mourn in this house, oh God, in the name of Jesus. That you're a good God. And let this season of Christmas not bring sadness, but bring joy in our hearts, oh God. We thank you. We honor you. We praise you. And it is in Jesus' Jesus name we pray. Amen. amen. And amen. Come on, give the Lord a clap offering, a shout of praise in Jesus name. In Jesus name. Amen. Before you sit, I give a couple people high fives and just tell them something good and then we're going to go on with the word. Come on. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> I want to encourage you, don't, don't, don't quit, you know, when, sometimes we, we hear things, and even you might be in here that you, maybe you have a situation that seems impossible. Now, there are things that are impossible. Yeah. I mean, there are some things that have a verdict that is an end. Okay, mm-hmm. now faith comes when there is no possibility. Yes. Yes. Just because it's impossible for us, it doesn't mean it's impossible for God. Yeah. You know, some people think that you got to live in denial and not face the reality of the situation that's going in. That's not faith at all. So faith is like, in spite of what's going on, I know that my God is able. Amen. I know that my God yes. can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that I could ask and even imagine. Yes. So we read this morning, and the subtitle to this message to, is today's Be the Light. And we read about uh, the Gospel of John. And it's a, what it is, it's an introduction of who Jesus is. It's a, it's a powerful declaration regarding Jesus himself. And so John is telling us that he is the light. He says, the Word came. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. And then he says that that, li- that, 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 that that Word, in him was life, he says. And that life was the light of all mankind. In other words, that every person that comes into the world, okay, Jesus provided a way 
to bring light into their lives, okay, the, the light of God. And so, and, and, and in this um, in, introduction, it really is, Christmas is not just the Mary, Joseph, and, uh, and the whole story, which is awesome, but this is really the beginning of it all is that he came for a purpose. He came for a reason. And, 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 and as we celebrate this season, I know that it's been convoluted with a lot of cultural things. And none of them are bad per se, but sometimes they can lead us to forget um, uh, that, that, that God is actually presenting in us an opportunity to be the light. There are times that people will respond, like I said this morning, you people will come. You invite people to fr- Saturday night, they'll come. That you pr- try to invite them over and over again on Sunday, they never did come. How many of you, that sometimes that's a bonus that God gives us to be able to touch people because God is in a business of trying to reach everyone. He says he does not wish that anyone should perish, but all may come uh, to the knowledge of Christ. And so in order to see people saved in our community, in order to see people saved in our families and all that, we need to be that light, just like John. We need to be that light. And this morning, we'll just talk about three different things. If you want to be the light, some of the things that you would do to be the light. Yeah, we're talking about light. You know, it's Christmas time. We got lights all over. By the way, can we just thank the hardworking people that came out yesterday to decorate this place? It looks so pretty. And I tell you, I I just love, I never never want, since I was a little girl and my dad was pastoring this church, I never wanted to miss the Christmas decorating uh, weekend because it's, it's so much fun just to be with your church family and decorate your house together. And that's how I see it. And so I am so blessed by the, always by the people that come out. Man, those Woodsons, they are faithful. Yeah. They, always, <laughs> they are always there for that one too, taking pictures too. And we have a good time. So if you missed it this year, I tell you, get another chance next year. Yeah. Uh, and you can help us take it down too. But but it's it's all about lights, right? There's lights everywhere. I mean, we have a lot of little kids. We drive anywhere and it's, oh, the lights, the lights, the lights. And we just go out driving just because of the lights even. And, and um, but we're talking this morning about being the light. So John, he was not, he did not have the light. He was a witness to it. But because of God's gift to us through Jesus, we all can have that light. And we have three points this morning. The first one about being the light is to shine the light. So we each, when we have Christ in us, we have the light of Christ. It's just like that, that song that we sang when we were kids or maybe in the choir, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. We each have a light to bring to the world. And we each have a very unique place to bring our light. God gives each one of us a unique place. So my light does not have the same influence that your light does, and your light does not have the same influence as my light does. Now, each one of us is born. The Lord, when he, when he, um, when he created us, when we were formed, even in our mother's womb, we had a purpose. We, each one of us, have a purpose and a plan. Now, can we miss that purpose? Yes, I believe we can miss that purpose. But when we're staying connected to the source of our light all the time, which is Jesus, we are not going to miss that purpose. Right. So sometimes I, I meet Christians who are like, well, I just can't figure out what is my purpose. Or um, I know there, there must be something more. What, what I see is, seems insignificant. Let me tell you that if you are staying connected to the source of your light, your light is going to shine. And it's going to shine in the right place. The Lord is going to lead you on a purpose. Sometimes your purpose looks an awful lot like a journey. You know, our purpose is not to be born, to grow up, to make money, and to die. 
There is more for us. That's right. And if we're staying connected to the light, we're staying connected to Jesus, he is going to lead us to that. I know there's a lot of seasons in my, my life I'm like, well, okay, I'm doing this and I'm doing it and I keep doing it and I keep doing it. I don't know, you know, what it's amounting to. But let me tell you, you have a purpose. The Lord is leading you through that purpose and you can let your light shine and make an impact in the world around you. Like I said, I can't be the, I can't have your influence and you cannot have mine, but you have your influence That's and right. it's important and it's needed. And so we can let our light shine in what God has given us. It, um, it's significant. You know, when I was, we were driving home from Denver, we spent Thanksgiving with my brother and his family in Denver and, um, we were driving home this early, This was it early this week? Where is time? I tell you, it feels like it's been December all week, I, probably for you guys too, because Thanksgiving was early. But So we're driving home on I-80. If you've ever driven to Lincoln on I-80, and then it gets dark real early, so it was like an hour of darkness. I-80 is very dark. The west side. <laughs> on that side. <laughs> so we're driving through darkness, darkness, darkness. And let me tell you, I've always thought about Lincoln as being a really small city in my mind. And um, not in a derogatory way or anything, but I can't, the last two cities I lived in were a lot, a lot bigger than Lincoln. And a lot of the places I visit are a lot bigger. I need to go to some small towns more often. But I often think about Lincoln as being a small city. And when we were driving, it was really, really dark. All of a sudden, it looked like, it was just like 6.30 maybe, and it looked like the sun was rising. And I realized, that's Lincoln. Is that Lincoln? <laughs> Like, Lincoln's small. I can't look that bright. But it really looked like the sun was coming up. And I couldn't see the city. I couldn't see actual lights yet. But I could see the light of the city lights. You know what I mean? Like, sun. they're still covered, the actual lights. But you can see that. What looks like the sun rising. A sunrise is powerful. That's a lot of light. And I, was, and I really felt like the Lord just spoke to me then that when we are together as believers, it is so much more powerful. Our light... And what we can do when we're together with other people. I don't think, I didn't, like I told you, I didn't think of Lincoln as a really big city. But boy, that light was powerful. It was powerful. And the closer we got, whoa, it got really powerful. And it really doesn't take, it, it just, the Lord was reminding me that it is so important for us to be with other believers. Because we can do so much. Not only do we sharpen each other, we grow, we learn from each other. And then we shine brighter too when we're together with other people, you know. Yeah, it reminded me that like, our small groups are starting up again in February. And I don't want this to sound like an announcement or anything, but... It's, it can be an announcement. That's no, all right. No, it really can't. <laughs> uh, he's going to make me do announcements for the rest of the time. <laughs> but um, our small groups is a chance for us to be a light together and invite people that wouldn't come to church to a group. Our small, small groups, we've been changing the format, you may have noticed, and in February we're going to have a whole bunch of different kinds. We're going to have ones that are more outreach-based, ones that are more play-based, like basketball, fishing, what do girls do to play? Scrapbooking, um, play dates, like all kinds. We're going to have studies. We're going to have, um, name me some good. Nikki, some of them what's some good? Football, I don't football, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But anyway, it's, it'll be a chance to bring people that, that are searching for light to, to something else. And, and this is really how our, our church look together is a light in this city. Lord, open up doors for us to reach our community. But, um, 
It is our responsibility, individually and as a church, to shine the light. That's, and that's how we can be the light. So I'll let you do number two. All right. So the second point to be the light is that you need to know your worth. You know, it's, well, it's what's amazing to me. Um, actually, I think lately the Lord has been really um, touching me and moving me in this area. And I will look at people oftentimes and I'll see brokenness. People, sometimes you, you meet people that are nasty. I mean, people that are nasty. Uh, this week, especially, I think people are just extra grumpy because of all, you know, it's been very cloudy for a long time. I mean, you know, like, you're like, just smile a little bit, you know, just uh, be happy, just, a, you know, pretend you're happy, fake it till you make it, you know, kind of thing. But, 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 you know, sometimes you see people that don't act like they ought to act and people that can maybe kind of mean and all that. And, 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 and it's easy when people are mean and they are kind of unlovely and, uh, and they are not nice to, 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 to like kind of brush them off quickly. And, and, and every time I find myself in that situation, the Lord will speak to me and says, think about the brokenness. Because you don't know what they are going through. I know, I mean, or where they've been, or the walk, the, the walk that they've rode, the, walk, uh, the, the, the path that they've walked on. Uh, and so people are scared everywhere. And sometimes even us believers can be found in the same place where the scarrings of life and the toe of life would kind of fog up that light inside of us. So we're supposed to be the light. Jesus, you know, here we read in John chapter 1, it's talking about Jesus. It says that and there was a man sent from, John, from God. His name was John. He was not the light, but he came to bear witness to the light. And we are like John. But later on, Jesus says, he looks at his disciples and says, now you are the light of the world. He called him to be, a, uh, he, he called him to be, he called John and says, he, he, John was not the light, but he came to be a witness to the light. But as we come to Jesus and we get to know him, now he turns the table and he says, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. Another place, he says, a city on a hill cannot be hidden. And, 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 and I think sometimes when we miss who we are, when we miss, start seeing ourselves through the lenses of how society sees us or how we think we should look or how our road, the way our path, our pathways have defined us, we start believing those things. You know, we all came from brokenness. I know I started with Adam going down to this day. And, and, and Satan has tormented people all this time. I just had news or somebody was talking to me about a childhood friend that killed himself last night. And, he, and the brother, we were just praying together this morning. I says, I just don't understand how he could get to that point. I said, I don't either. But I do know that Satan is so bad, bad enough, that he will get us to a point where we think that there is no hope. It's like you look at all possibilities and there's nothing. But light always brings joy. Light always brings possibility. Light always uh, brings some kind of realization of like, man, it brings some kind of happiness. How many get happy just going Christmas lighting? I do that with my kids. Hot chocolate to go in the car, singing Christmas carols. I'm finding the best ones in town. I do that more than once through December. The one on 84. And I think 120th and, and A is just my best one in Lancaster County. 
We can sit down there and the kids, are, it's just awesome because light has a way of bringing happiness. I would say, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. It's like, well, it might be dark right now, but when, when I see a light, there's a little hope. And that light is Jesus. And Jesus is saying that we are that light. I think one thing that actually fogs up that light in us is sometimes is that we don't see ourselves in the light of God's glory. He says, if you read one of the verses we read there, he says that, that, that he came, he talks about Jesus, but he says, but we beheld the glory of the only begotten Son. He allowed us to touch his glory when we come to Jesus. And when we get closer to him that way, I think what he does is light shines and we begin to see ourselves in the light of his perspective and his view of us. That you and I are worth it. We are worth something. We are worthy to him. That he would come and become a man like you and I. That he would walk because, why? Because he looks at you and says, you are worth it. That you are valuable. You are precious. You are worth something. You are worth to die for. And I believe when we start seeing ourselves in the light of how he sees us, it changes even how we see other people. Because they never lose their worth no matter how broken, how hurt, how painful their road may have been. There are people in this world that are not nice people. Maybe it's one of you. Today you can be nice. But there are people that are not. But all that is to say it's just left of us from the brokenness of our enemy. And Jesus wants to restore worth. And even we can see through the pain. We can see through the curse words. We can see through the brokenness. We can see through the addiction. We can see through the brokenness and see the pearl that they are in the eyes of God. I got a bill here. It's good old Uncle Ben. $100 bill. I want to give it to someone this morning. Who would want a $100 bill right now? Can I raise your hand? Let me see. Oh, boy. Sad to pick. Okay, raise your hands if you really want, if you really, really want it. I see, I see a young lady. Oh, Jasmine, there. Come here. Come on. Give it up to Justin. Jasmine, come on over here. Before I give you a $100 bill, I've done this before, but I want to make a point. Do you really want it? Yeah. Oh, if not, yeah, I could get someone else that really wants it. Yeah, I want it. <laughs> what if I crash it like this? Uh, look. Do you still want it? Look at that. It's horrible. It's still $100. Are you sure? I'm going to smack it to the ground. You still want it? Yeah, I still want it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you still want it? Yeah. Oh, boy. It's been crushed. It's been thrown to the ground. It's been, I've stepped it on my daddy's shoes. Do you still want it? Yeah. Why do you think she still want it? He hasn't lost his value, right? It's yours. Merry Christmas. You're all right. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks a lot, Jasmine. 
And sometimes it's a picture of people, maybe even yourself or people around us. They've been crushed, they've been tormented, they've been broken, they've been stepped upon, they've been spat upon, they don't look good, they don't smell good. There is no picture of goodness, but in God's sight, they have not lost their value. They're still valuable to God. And, and, and even in your own road, you might have walked through a tough road in your life, and sometimes you have self-doubts in your mind because you think, man, I'm not like someone, so I've come short over and over again. But I want to tell you, dear one, God sees you as you're valuable. And when we start seeing ourselves in the light of how God sees us, then we let our light shine. We even start walking differently. We look at our situation differently. It says in the Bible that we are pressed but not crushed, persecuted but not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed. We start shining. And in the middle of life, non-believers thinking, you're going through the same kind of stuff I'm going through. How do you get to keep a smile? How do you keep your attitude so fresh? Yep, I know my worth. I know that he sees me uh, uh, better than I see myself. And now, you know, it changes our attitude. The thing I love so much about that illustration is that when she takes that money, puts it in the bank, or takes it to Von Mar to spend, whatever, <laughs> she's not going to get one penny less. Like, we don't lose any worth <laughs> for the hard things we go through. We are valuable. I That's love that. The third thing is we're called to share the light. You know, my favorite verse in there, um, that passage that we read, is verse 5. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Sometimes we don't share our light. Am I alone? Sometimes. (laughs) We just don't walk around a little lit up, you know? (laughs) No, that was a bad way to say it, but we don't shine. We just... (laughs) We don't walk around just shining our light. And, you know, when we are shining our light, it attracts people. It that's attracts right. people in our workplaces. It attracts, that's when you hear the comments like, why are you different? You know, why are you smiling still? And, and at school, you know, we're all stressed out. Why do you seem more peaceful or calmer? That is our light shining and it's attracting others. And so sometimes we don't, honestly, we don't shine and share that light. And there was something I read this week. I wanted to read you this quick story. It is really good. Um, It was a true story about a dream, though. And it, it was a prominent believer once told of his mother, who was a very anxious and troubled Christian. She would often He would often talk with her for hours, trying to convince her of the sinfulness of her worrying, but to no avail. She was like the elderly woman who once said she had suffered a great deal, especially from the troubles that never came. Have you ever suffered from trouble that never came? That's called worry, right? Then one morning, his mother came to breakfast with a smile adorning her face. He asked her what had happened, and she began describing a dream she had had in the night. In her dream, she was walking along a highway with a large crowd of people, all of whom seemed very tired and burdened. The people were all carrying little black bundles, and she noticed that more bundles were being dropped along the way by numerous repulsive-looking creatures that seemed quite demonic in nature. As the bundles were dropped, the people stooped down to pick them up and carry them. Like everyone else in her dream, she also carried her needless load being weighted down by the devil's bundles. After a while, she looked up and saw a man whose face was loving and bright, and as he moved through the crowd, comforting the people... Finally, he came to her, and she realized it was her Savior. She looked at him, telling him how tired she was. And he smiled sadly and said, My dear child, 
These bundles you carry are not for me, and you have no need of them. They are the devil's burdens, and they are wearing out your life. You need to drop them and simply refuse to touch them with even one of your fingers. Then you will find the path easy, and you will feel as if I carried you on eagle's wings, like Exodus 19.4. The Savior touched her hand, and peace and joy quickly filled her soul. As she saw herself in the dream, casting her burdens to the ground and ready to throw herself at his feet in joyful thanksgiving, she suddenly awoke, finding that all her worries were gone. And from that day forward to the end of her life, she was the most cheerful and happy member of her family. I think there is so much truth in that story because we do, we walk around carrying the weight of the world. Sometimes we don't look any different than the world and we are called to look different. We're called to shine, to be a light. And when we're carrying those burdens, those needless burdens, it keeps, that darkness keeps our light from shining. And I love so much how that illustration of how he even told her, don't touch it with even the tip of your finger. <clears throat> you know, we can stop our mind from picking up those worries. No, I'm not going to worry about that. You know, I, I know we talk, so, sometimes Pastor Solo up here will tell us, you know, in, a, in this day, life we will have trouble. Um, we're not guaranteed, oh, an easy life. That's not what the Lord promises it, us at all. But that doesn't mean we worry about what's to come. I really believe that the Lord gives us grace to walk through what we need to walk through. But that doesn't mean that he gives us that grace ahead of our trouble. So really, when we're carrying this worry, we don't have grace for that yet. These packages, oh, we think that might happen. By the way, the things you worry about usually aren't the things that ever happen. Okay, maybe that's just me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, I pick random things to worry about that don't ever happen. <laughs> but when we're carrying around those things, it keeps us weighed down, just like the ones around us. And if we can leave those, walk past them, no, I will not even touch it with the tip of my finger. We are walking in his joy, in his peace, and it makes us shine differently. It makes us shine differently. I just love that visual of leaving those behind. So next time when you, when you feel, when you feel that worry, like you are starting to go there, I'm going to just pick that one up. No, you just tell yourself to put that right back down. Come on now. Don't even touch it. Yep. Don't even touch it. Cause that's how we share our light is walking with the light of the world. He, we are a son and daughter of the King. Amen. He is a victorious King. We serve a victorious God. We are a child of a victorious God Amen. and we don't need to worry about what happens tomorrow. We can just serve him with joy and we can just serve him with peace. We can serve it. And we are going to look different to the world. I tell you, people are going to start coming to you and asking you what is different about you. And you're going to say it's the God I serve. And I tell you, don't keep your mouth shut because you have a purpose. Amen. Keeping your mouth shut, you will miss your purpose. I, I do believe that we can get so caught up in just living our life, going, making money, doing our thing, and picking up these worries. We start looking like everybody else, not any different from the world. I tell you, you're going to come to the end of your life with sorrow and regret. Don't do that. Stay connected to the source. Stay away from the worry and the troubles of this world. And realize day after day, when you get up in the morning, I serve a victorious God. I'm going to walk in victory today. He has already seen my day. He knows what's coming. It's like walking around like, um, it's like walking around with security, you know? 
you know, you know people that walk around. They have security detail. Exactly. I got yeah, like, yeah. all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no right. You just you're a little more confident in yourself. You know, you know. I think I don't know. I've never walked around with security, but <laughs> <laughs> but we have that. We we serve a God who is with us at all times. Amen. We are never alone. Like we need to remind ourselves about this. This is a good thing to remind yourself about when you wake up in the morning, and being a light to the people around us, so that they're asking what's different about us. And then guess what? We're not just saying, mm, I'm a happy person, I guess. <laughs> no, we're opening our mouth and telling them about the Lord. We're inviting them to church. We're seeing lives change around us. How many want to see people's lives change? Mm. Right, I know I do more than anything else. More than anything else. And God has called us to do that. And he's equipped us. And so we can just walk in it. Amen. Amen. Awesome? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Wow. I'm about to say amen and be done right now. But you know, here's the thing. Uh, how many want this year to be, want to be a light in the world? It's December 2nd. We have 29 days of this month. Uh, and I know it's not just being happy. We want joy. You know, what gives us strength is the joy of the Lord. The Bible says that the joy of the Lord is going to be our strength. And today we're going to pray, and we'll do communion here in a minute. But we're going to pray right now just for an infusion of God's joy. Amen. Where, where the Spirit of God, the Lord, is. He brings joy. He, brings, he says that there is fullness of joy in His presence. And I want you to stand with me here as we, and we're going to pray.